much of being an effective communicator is uh, having good feedback systems in place. You know, employees want to know how they're being evaluated, not just that they're being evaluated and how they perform, but how they're being evaluated. And, and especially today, uh, they really expect constant feedback uh, in today's uh, world. And digital signage is really kind of a great place to keep people informed about things like progress towards goals, whether it's for individuals or teams or the whole organization. But what should you measure and how can you get that information onto the screens in a way that's engaging and easy to understand and digest? To help answer those questions, uh, I'm here with Sean Matthews, President and CEO of Visix. Hi, Sean. How are you, Derek? I appreciate you having me. Thank you. I'd like to thank Sean for talking to us and thank all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. So I know there, I mean, there are lots and lots and lots of ways to measure performance. Uh, the thing that's kind of being used now a lot uh, in businesses is called the third generation balance scorecard, which is we kind of shift from, you know, performance evaluation, which is that once, maybe twice a year review, which always feels like a test that makes everybody really nervous to something much more frequent, which is called performance measurement, which happens much more frequently. It's kind of ongoing. A lot of the metrics that are used today, whether so managers and, and higher ups can determine whether or not a project or even an organization's health is good is uh, they have these seven criteria, which are safety, time, cost, resources, scope, quality, and action. And these are all these different sort of metrics that can trigger specific performance-related actions, uh, encourage improvement, increase effectiveness, and so on and so forth. How does this work for digital signage? How can digital signage help assist this process? When you think about an organization, and you and I can meet as individuals and conduct a review, or we can meet as a team and you know, conduct a team review, but you know it's not really um, out for everyone to see. So in the world of digital signage, you start adding you know displays around the organization, you know visual endpoints that you know are everywhere, and basically everyone begins to see how the the organization is performing overall. Mm. And so we can drill into certain subsets of that either you know through touchscreen interactivity or just the way we feed the screens information. And we can, you know, affect what is on screen. In in, in in exchange for that, we can affect human behavior and you know attempt to alter the course of you know whatever performance direction we are currently heading. Right. And so the sort of the visualization of that information throughout the organization has a profound effect because it does tend to encourage behavioral change. So uh, tell me about uh, KPIs, key performance indicators. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about big data. You hear yeah, about it everywhere. All the time. Yep. And everybody wants to take big data and turn it into some sort of visualization. And that big data is comprised of key performance indi indicators. You know, we're trying to measure the performance of our operation in general, right? And so, you know, our operation, we may have very specific measurable things that we're looking to achieve. And they're relevant to our organization, relevant to our organizational culture. And often these indicators are bracketed by periods of time. 
We need right. to accomplish these things in this period in this period of time because it's important not just to our bottom line, but the overall health of our business. Right. Or project or, or whatever. Right. Correct. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh seems counterintuitive that you would think that if you care about something you would then measure it but in fact it turns out that whatever the organization measures is what they then care about that's because great. that's how they decide what a win is or what, what they define what success is yeah in fact you bring up a great point like if in our business if we measure our software support team on the number of tickets they close right and that's important to us let's say then they're going to work to close as many tickets as possible however closing tickets does not always mean that the client who called in received the support that they needed or right. received the answer that they needed right? right and so they don't get the helping hand that they were expecting but i'll be damned we closed the ticket yeah right they, it's they a, called i said i uh, can't help you goodbye click and close the ticket right which is, you know, very different than if you call someplace like Zappos and you get the most white glove customer service you can possibly get. But 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 I will say this, you know, aside from things like that that are measurable in that way, I, I, I'll use this one example that I think most people could relate to. If you think about the impact it might have on your business, you think about safety first. Okay. You know, if our cor corporate culture is safety first, right, and it doesn't matter if it's a, a pure manufacturing facility or some kind of production organization – if safety is important to our culture because it affects productivity, employee, employee availability, uh, insurance underwriting, it affects our insurance you know, costs for employee medical and health care, right? So let's say it affects a, a lot of things. And in our particular business, that's an important cultural thing that we want to address. So not only do we have days of running clocks of how many days we've been without incident, but we also have reminders and important things for people to think about related to safety. Yeah. And our objective is to affect human behavior and make us all extremely conscious of safety tips that we need to be aware of. And so we always use this example of, uh, you know, we have a client whose little tagline is something to, to the effect of, you know, watch out, forklifts are everywhere. Right? <laughs> and, they, and so in their world, that's important. So you can imagine though, when people are stopping, you know, at intersections in a warehouse facility and there are lots, a lot of forklifts, you know, that they're not stopping at intersections. They're taking steps to step into, you know, safety areas that are off the uh, forklift grid. You know, I mean, that's it, it permeates their organization. It has to become second nature to them to do this or else or accidents happen. Yes. And if accidents happen, we lose productivity. We, we lose valuable people resources and therefore we're less productive and it affects all those other insurance costs which impact right. the bottom line right? plus you know injured worker that's correct yeah you know, yep. now he has eight fingers yep and so you know that's that to me is a great example of like a top-down key performance indicator that we want to measure but you know there's there's other types of uh, measurements that, that crop up in organizations like what you have employee-led metrics which you know you could argue that well that doesn't make a lot of sense but let's say in our yeah what do they know yeah <laughs> so but what, what they do know is that as younger generations come into an organization that might be a, a ge a hundred year old organization who may be a little set in their ways when it comes to certain indicators or performance indicators. Well, you might have another generation of employees, for example, that that they want to um, have a positive impact on energy consumption and waste reduction. And so now you start incorporating real-time data, which reflects 
energy consumption uh, and waste reduction. And, and you, you know, you're delivering that information in real time on every part of our business in terms of the visual saturation. And then people begin to realize that, wow, we do consume a lot of energy. And then you start incorporating tips for how to reduce that consumption. You know, people leave their phone chargers plugged into the wall with the little LED on there. Vampire load. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And people don't think about it, right? And maybe you grew up in a household that maybe that wasn't important in your family household. But to this corporate culture, it's important. And they're asking you to turn off your monitors, to actually remove you know, the vampire consumption out of your office at the end of the day or your workstation or whatever space that you're using you know and that goes throughout the organization instead of you sure. know just being limited to some sort of corporate campaign right. this is driven by peers from the bottom up why should we show them on digital science i mean just to just to disseminate them more widely or no i mean that's kind of you know we've talked in the past in other conversations about you know just doing it for the sake of doing it but the reality is, is that if we have a well-saturated organization with a lot of visual displays that are effectively delivering information to passers-by, then it is much more efficient than memos that we might send out. So, you know, email is crazy, you know, over the top. Yes, one of a hundred I got that day. That's correct. Yeah. And I cannot monitor every social feed that my company participates in, whether it be LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Pinterest. It just goes on and on. And I just can't monitor those things all the time. I'm trying to do my job. So on the way to have lunch or on my way out the, out the building, I realized that, wow, I need to think about this message that was displayed a little more tomorrow than I did today. Right. right? And so it's a great you know, medium to deliver that information. And of course, the cool thing about this technology, which is different than printed signs, we've all been to some place where they have the little board that says, you know, 37 days without incident. You know, compared to last right, time. they have to change the number yep. each day. With this technology, you know, you can integrate with other data collection systems so that as the information updates and the key performance indicators update, they update on screen. And so there's not any human intervention, so there's no workload response. So they're just boom, automatic because you put it whatever in a spreadsheet and yep. it in it because it feeds from that, it pulls it. Pulls yeah, it. I mean, and you mentioned, you know, we can pull data from things like you know, simple Excel spreadsheets, but, you know, there are other technologies that are automatically populating XML sources, JSON files. I mean, SharePoint, there's other collaboration right. technologies that are automatically being populated by the performance from a production line or a phone switch or an internet switch or whatever. And so you have no involvement whatsoever. It's just happening based on the productivity of the individuals or the machines that are helping in that production process. I've heard it said good metrics sort of create a positive work environment. Yeah, you know? I mean, they, they do, man. Because, of course, if we have good metrics and let's say the metrics are all positive, we feel good about what we're doing. And we're being basically patted on the back for our overall productivity and the performance of our organization and or the, the things that we think are important. And, of course, if it's the signs are all red and they're not green for the day, we know that there's, there are things that I can do. Right. That I can do to affect positive change in this organization. And I see it as I pass by in the hallway this morning. It was red. By one o'clock, we're to yellow. And by four o'clock, we're to, we're to green. Back yeah. to green. Back to green. So, and I also think it lessens the sting of uh, a negative piece of information of some sort. You know, you're like, hey, this is what we're doing right. This is what we're doing right. Oop, there's a blip. Let's try and fix that, guys. Back we go, here we go, here we go. Whereas if it's only just this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you're doing wrong, 
it's uh, it's almost like an abusive relationship. It's not motivating. Yeah, I mean, and it ultimately leads to you know a sense of ownership by the individual. They they feel like um, they're empowered to affect change, and right. you know they feel like they they own a piece of the responsibility, which you know ultimately contributes to their own intrinsic motivation and, and boosting that motivation. And so, um, from my perspective, and I think that of many others. The platform is well designed to deliver dynamic information that affects human behavior. And, um, you know, we can recognize that performance and then further us take ownership for what, what it is that we need to do sure. to affect change. Let's talk about um, the sort of data trigger content and data mapping. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, is the KPI part of this? Is it separate? Yep. So, you know, if you think about data mapping, you know, really what we're doing there is we're just tying two sources together so that we're pulling data from, you know, some other data source, right? And so what we're doing is we're taking that data from some data source and we're posting it on screen. And I think a great example of this would be like event schedules. We're taking the event schedule from Exchange and we're simply formatting in a way that makes sense on a big screen, right? right? So today's events that are going on on this floor, in this conference room, it doesn't matter in this building. So that's a great example, I think, of just data mapping. We're just pulling data. Right. But data triggered content, which is slightly different, is conditional logic. If this happens, then show this, right? And so, uh, yep. so a great example would be, we'll, we'll back up one. So data mapping, like if we want to map to the weather, right? You know, we want to map to event schedules, RSS feeds, you know, that kind of stuff. But data triggered content, when you go back to weather, if it's sunny, show the sunshine. Right. All right. Change the icon. Or right. something. If it's uh-huh. raining outside, we want the background to look like it's raining. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, so it's if then sort of thing, conditional logic. But when you think about key performance indicators, you know, the easiest one to think about is the stock market. If the market's up, the arrow is green. If the market's down, the arrow is red and it's pointing down. Frowny face. Yeah. So that's the same kind of thing. So, you know, when you get to you know, triggered content, data triggered content. I mean, you're talking about swapping imagery, you're color coding things. So uh, even the words can change colors on screen. So not only artistic elements, um, you can, if you're thinking about, we're contributing to a a fund in our organization that's going to go to a nonprofit or something that we all agree to, you know, so we can have a thermometer and as our contributions build up in the thermometer, the thermometer's you know, temperature changes right, or right, right. fills yeah, yeah, up, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And you see that at, um, you know, lots of organizations when they're looking for donations or, you know, we're, we're working towards some sort of contribution. And you really, you want all this stuff to be completely automated so that the designers are building a campaign. And this campaign is set around KPIs that we believe are important. And as we perform against those objectives, then the visualization on screen changes. And so the designers create basically the campaign theme, the data automatically changes the elements on screen based on the parameters that we defined. And then that's what you see is the motivating factor for we're 99% there. We need one more percent to meet our goals, Someone right? Someone just push. Just push a little bit harder, right? A little bit more, boys. Yep. Yeah, or girls. How do you design these sort of data visualizations? I mean, I assume there's a whole range of, of options out there. I mean, how do you how do you even determine should like should it be a thermometer, for example, for that drive, or should it be 
an arrow or should it be a you know person running how do, how do you even make these kinds of decisions well there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of information out there that you can find that provides examples but a lot of it's experimentation like when we create these visualizations and I don't want to confuse data visualization with just like data triggered content because right. visualizations are often much more elaborate than just data triggered art or okay. you know text changes that kind of stuff and so when you look at um, products that have entire dashboards that are built for like Power BI from Microsoft, where you know they're tracking network performance across you know big swaths of the country or whatever. You know, so those sort of visualizations often are um, indicators of things that might be wrong. You know, you're looking for negative blips to that, uh -huh. that might be happening. But of course, what you want to really consider is if this is information that's designed for a passerby you can't really deliver an entire dashboard to that surface because they're going to pass by and if they see four quadrants of charts that's not going to really convey anything unless they're all going down or right. all, you know, all going up right Ooh, something's wrong right so it needs to be instead of all four quadrants which is quite common in some of these dashboards it's just one quadrant and it's the one that means the most to us right, right. or that we think that a passerby can understand it's clear and then they can go back to their workstation or wherever it is that they're going and have some kind of effect mm. on that information, you know? And so you don't want to overcrowd the space on screens like this. You do want to use charts and graphs that are very visual and they're easily understood by the passerby. Yeah, there's a lot of visual information that you can get across in just a good good graph. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. High chart, boom. And you, and you want high contrasting colors in these sort of settings, right? You're, you're not conveying, you're not writing a bunch of text to convey a story. What you're doing is delivering a visual that's going to cause me to behave in a different way because right. I know that visual is either all positive or all negative or it's just flat. And I want to be able to um, decipher that as I, as I pass by. And of course, in the end, if you can incorporate you know, some sort of call to action, you know, again, uh, forklifts are everywhere. It's you know, been, don't get smushed. Yes, I mean, yeah, <laughs> use the safety lanes in uh, the yeah, in the yeah, warehouse, yeah. and that's the kind of thing that you want to do. And so, it's a reminder. It's a call to action. Use the safety lanes, and that's uh, that's an important an important piece. What about this idea of um, I don't know, sort of gamifying it? Like, hey, you know what? If if there's different departments for example or different teams that are all not necessarily working on the same project but there's some measurement that applies to both of them like you said for example uh, uh reducing uh energy use yep does that does that work i know that you've written about this in the past but uh i mean is it do people do this would it work does it work it does work in fact um i had the, the the sort of luxury or benefit of being at a conference and it was a round table session that i was happen i happened to be mediating this this um, meeting and um, there was a guy in the audience who his company and he was he was completely tasked with the gamification of performance in their operation that's his job that's his job <laughs> and um, historically what they were doing is they were doing you know sort of ESPN style interviews right and uh, you know they were asking questions of you know how you were doing against your performance but they, they took it beyond just these sort of ESPN style interviews that were ended up on their intranet. So they outfit their entire facility and they were not using our technology, but you know, similar technology. And this gentleman's task was to create leaderboards on a daily basis. And what was interesting is every employee had 
their own performance indicator. And it didn't matter if you were a salesperson, a support person, an admin person, we all had certain things that we had to accomplish on a daily basis, right? And there was a formula that levelized our performance. So if you're a salesperson and you were responsible for generating 27 phone calls a day and four proposals, they were able to levelize that against the support person who was responsible for three implementations and 27 help help desk tickets per day, right? Sure. So there was a formula. Somehow they all become essentially equivalent. That's correct, right? So your performance is no different than mine in terms of its measure, right? right? And so every day, it didn't matter if you were the top dog salesperson or the top dog admin person, there was a fight to be on the leaderboard, right? Well, of course there was. And so <laughs> the leaderboard was published everywhere and it created this sort of gamification concept. And they still did the ESPN style interviews, but it was, you know, the interview then became, so Derek, you know, how do you do it every day? You've been on the leaderboard for seven straight days. Yeah. You know? and like, oh, when you're the best, you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it created this, this sense of excitement. And, you know, people get enamored with being on television. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's not every day that people end up on TV. So even that little exposure, even if people are embarrassed by it, you know, they do this, kind of secretly like they it. do secretly yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. right? It's 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 why do kids Snapchat you know twenty four seven right? Yeah. And so they secretly like their picture being there. So yeah, for sure. Going all the way from very very simple measurements all the way to complicated dashboards and data visualizations to even even crazily gamified things like this. Like there's a lot of scope for using metrics and measurement on digital signage actually affecting change that you can see that day. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's, and that's, and that's the objective. You know, you want to use this real-time platform to deliver as much as you can in real time so that uh, you do affect the behavior then and in the future. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for talking to us, Mr. Sean Matthews. Thank you, Derek. Glad to be here. And thank you all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.